It's the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. And you're listening to the Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susan Owens be cooking. Hello, everyone. Bienvenue and welcome to The Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 12th of June, the 163rd day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. Are you well? I do hope so. On this day in 1817, the earliest form of bicycle saw the light of day. It was called a dandy horse and was invented by a German named Karl Freiherr von Dreis, who also invented the earliest typewriter with a keyboard, an early stenograph machine which used 16 characters, a device to record piano music on paper, the first meat grinder, and a wood-saving cooker. Busy fellow, Herr von Dreis. But back to his bicycle, or dandy horse. It was not at all the bicycle as we know it. There were two wheels and a handlebar, and the front wheel was hinged to the handlebar so you could steer, but it was more of a running machine. You moved forward not by pedaling, but by pushing along the ground with your feet as if you were walking or running. I don't quite get the point, but there you have it. It was here in France in the 1860s that rotary cranks and pedals were added to the front wheel hub of the dandy horse, and the modern bicycle was born. I see a lot of little kids here in Paris on miniature dandy horses, pushing their little feet along the ground, and they look mighty proud. It's good for developing balance. Those little kid dandy horses are new, though. When my 19-year-old was little, I had to run alongside her bicycle, basically holding her and the bicycle up. A good reason to have children when you're young. It almost killed me in my mid-40s. I've decided to take up biking. Because I am so lazy and unathletic, though, electric biking. The city of Paris, in its effort to get people out of their cars, is renting electric bikes at a very affordable rate. And I'm going to try. After all, the weather is fine, the flowers are blooming, and it'll be much nicer to be outside than underground in the metro. Wish me luck. I'm a little afraid. Parisians are crazy drivers. But almost all my colleagues in the English service come to work on their bikes, even in winter. Can't let my fellow journos think old Susan and part of the gang, now can I? How about you? Do you ride a bike? You're listening to The Sound Kitchen on RFI. Still to come, listener news and music requests, but first... The Quiz. On the 8th of May, I asked you a question about Napoleon Bonaparte, the French military commander who crowned himself emperor in 1804. 2021 marks the bicentennial of his death while in exile on the remote island of St. Helena. RFI English journalist Sarah Elsis created a wonderful report on Bonaparte's final years on St. Helena for the Spotlight on France podcast she produces with Alison Hurd every other week, and which is really good. You shouldn't miss one single episode. 
That same week, Sarah also published an article on our website drawn from her Spotlight on France reportage called The Human Side of Napoleon on St. Helena, One of the Most Remote Places on Earth. I asked you to listen to the podcast or read the article and send in the name of the house on St. Helena where Napoleon died in exile. The answer is Longwood. Longwood House was meant as temporary lodging for Napoleon. It was quite run down. Although London, as Sarah noted, had ordered a more luxurious house to be built for its famous prisoner, Napoleon rejected the plans and did not live to see the new house built. Longwood House has been fully restored. Much of Napoleon's furniture and personal objects are there. The winners of this week's quiz are... Raz Franz Manko Ngogo, the president of the Kemojemba RFI Club in Taramemara, Tanzania. Hey, Raz! And RFI Listener Club members, all three from Nigeria, Mr. S.J. Agbula from Akiti State. Good to see your mail in the box, Brother Agbula. Muhammad Nasir from Katsina State. Hello, Muhammad. Greet your family for me. And Ibi Ronke Obosede Oyewole from Lego State. Hello, Lioness. Moving north a bit, there's Rashid Damani from Masila in Algeria. Are you well, Rashid? Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. Here's another military question for you, but this one is current. As you recall, a couple of weeks back, there was a coup within a coup in Mali, in which the interim president and prime minister, who came to power after a coup d'etat in August, were to lead the country through a transitional period towards elections. The interim president and prime minister on May 24th were forced to resign by the acting vice president, a colonel in Mali's armed forces, and whose name I'm not going to say because it's part of a quiz from two weeks ago. The coup within a coup has been roundly denounced by the international community. France suspended its military assistance and Mali was suspended from the African Union. So, this colonel, the former acting vice president for the transitional government, had himself inaugurated as president this past Monday. I know, it's a bit confusing, but then when are politics not confusing? Just keep reading the articles on our website and you'll get it. My colleagues explain everything really well. My question to you is, what was the original timetable for democratic elections to be held in Mali under the terms of the first coup d'etat? This is very important because at this moment, no one knows if this colonel-come-interim president will indeed organize the elections. You can find out all about it in David Coffey's article, Mali Junta Leader to be Sworn in as Interim President. Again, read David Coffey's article, Mali Junta Leader to be Sworn in as Interim President, and answer me this. What is the original date set for democratic elections in Mali? When were Malians supposed to go to the polls to vote for their president, as agreed before the second coup d'etat on May 24th? 
David's article is posted on all the Sound Kitchen and English Club Facebook pages and, of course, on our website, rfienglish.com. You have until the 5th of July to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on July 10th to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-3112-9682. That's plus 336-3112-9682. Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. This is the Sound Kitchen. Susan Owens please cooking on Radio France International. Mmm, yummy. Before we go, a reminder, the Sound Kitchen Listener Essay Contests. You know, I'm always asking you to get into this kitchen and help me cook. I definitely don't believe in the maxim, too many cooks spoil the broth. I say, the more the cooks, the better the broth. So don't just send in your answer to the quiz. Go a little further. Share who and how you are with your fellow listeners. An essay contest I'm especially fond of is inspired by Edward Murrow, the great American radio journalist. Every evening on his radio show in the 1950s, a listener would read an essay about the principles that guide his life. This is how Murrow introduced the series. This, I believe. By that name, we bring you a new series of radio broadcasts presenting the personal philosophies of thoughtful men and women in all walks of life. In this brief time each night, a banker or a butcher, a painter or a social worker, people of all kinds who need have nothing more in common than integrity or real honesty, will talk out loud about the rules they live by, the things they have found to be the basic values in their lives. I also want to hear your stories about your ordinary heroes, the people in your community who are doing extraordinary things and working to make the world a better place. It's about the teacher who inspires, the dedicated nurse, the neighbor who's always there. As listener Pramod Maheshwari said, just as small drops of water can fill a pitcher, small acts of kindness can change the world. And, of course, we all always want to hear about your radio club's activities. Send in your mini-book reviews, your musical requests. Here's one I really like, your secret guilty pleasure, mine's chocolate. Or how about your tricks for remembering things? How about a weird dream? And always welcome our descriptions of the local festivals you participate in and your favorite quotations and proverbs. And what the heck? Just send in your general all-around thoughts. 
Here's Laura Angela with the address. You can write to Susan at the Sound Kitchen at rfi.fr. That's the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many thanks to our producing engineer, Vincent Porat, for mixing the show, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure to tune in next Saturday to hear the answer to the question about how many movies are waiting to be screened in France. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind. And stay in touch. And wear your masks. Stay safe, my friends. And don't forget to send me your music requests. I'll play you out with music by request from RFI Listener Club member Helmut Mott from Herbolzheim, Germany, who has not been well but is now, thankfully, on the mend. Helmut is a big opera fan and asked me to play the overture to Rosamunde from Schubert's opera Die Zauberharf, or The Magic Harp. As Helmut noted, it's a very typical Schubert piece, very lovely and full of poetry. And so it is. Enjoy Helmut and get well soon. This is a performance by George Sell and the Cleveland Orchestra. Talk to you all next week. (laughs) 